the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. Tuesday, August 17th, 2023. I am Seth Leapson. We have Mr. Bill. We have David Dahl. We have Terry. We have everyone. And you're all on the same side. You're all north of me. So make it easy. Thank you. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs, you'll be a man, my son. That is the wisdom and advice of Rudyard Kipling. Do you feel a bit challenged in that these days, wondering what has happened to the collective mind, even wondering what has happened to the tribe you respected and affiliated with sometimes, wondering who is right and who to follow? In various conflicts, political and otherwise, you may find yourself wondering who has the right side and what has happened to the right side. In the fight over the Speaker of the House, let us say you may have liked and supported the likes of Matt Getz and Marjorie Taylor Greene or Lauren Boebert or Jim Jordan or Paul Gosar and thought they were all on the same side, but they were not. What to do? Who is right? On the war in Israel, you may support and have liked certain conservative commentators like Lauren Chen or Candace Owens, but they are on opposite sides of Charlie Kirk and Dennis Prager and Sebastian Gorka and Mark Levin and Megyn Kelly. So what gives and what to do and who to support? That's why yesterday I engaged Tevi and Hugh Hallman on a discussion as to where conservatives do agree and what a cohesive conservatism can, should, and does stand for. And it seems to me in all these battles, and there are plenty others, we should forget the who and look to the what. We speak of the imperfection of man all the time. We recognize the imperfection in ourselves all the time, yet somehow we can forget that those we respect can be imperfect too. Michael Novak once put it that to know oneself is to disbelieve utopia. That's probably worth thinking on a bit. We often fail our own standards and kick ourselves for so doing, don't we? Why do we thus think everyone else is living in a state of perfect grace then when we know we ourselves cannot, much less do not? This is not unlike the Gell-Mann amnesia we've spoken of that Michael Crichton wrote of. We read a story in the newspaper about ourselves or something we know a lot about, and we, say, we see how wrong the newspaper is or can be, but then turn three pages and think we are getting an accurate report on, I don't know, the Federal Reserve or crime in Chicago or body counts in Gaza. Perhaps we need to think of political Gelmanism. And by the way, when you read news reports on deaths in Gaza, not Israel but Gaza, keep in mind you are reading reports from Hamas. They run the place. It's not as if you are getting reportage verified and validated by any objective or third-party source, which is why there was such a stampede to finger point on the hospital that was shelled earlier today and how the more one looks at it, the more conflicting the reporting is now becoming, though there was a knee-jerk finger pointing to the IDF. And when you understand the point of propaganda from terrorist organizations, that is worth taking a moment to consider as well. Another needed healthy dose of skepticism is worth your consideration. Back to allegiances 
and alliances in our universe and who to trust. First, let's not fall into the trap of the progressive left that adults are ipso facto or ab initio worthy of dismissal. They likely know something, if not from a longer experience in scholarship, then in a longer experience in experience in life. The don't trust anyone over 30 notion is the chimera, the chimera of the youthful radical who not always but too often changes their views on everything somewhere around their 31st birthday. So don't dismiss experience too quickly. Also, don't dismiss scholarship too quickly. Yes, one can be a learned ignoramus, and yes, there is worth in the William Buckley dictum that we might better trust the first 2,000 names in the Boston Telephone Directory than we would the first 2,000 names in the Harvard Faculty Directory, but even Buckley himself understood the Aristotelian mean of prudence, staffing National Review with professors and graduate students and former professors of his from Yale and elsewhere. So with all this in mind, turn to the whole notion perhaps of why you are a conservative. What is it you actually are trying to conserve? That's a pretty good basic fundamental question I think we sometimes forget to ask. Is it the spirit and ethos of 1776? Is it constitutionalism? Is it a Judeo-Christian society? Is it civility and civil society? Is it peace? Is it freedom? Is it a proper role of government and a proper interaction between the federal and state governments? The foregoing are or is a set of trick questions. For the truth is, if you start with Jefferson and Madison and the whole constitutional firmament of our founding and you look to those whom Jefferson and Madison looked to, you begin to appreciate what the great British jurist William Blackstone said of our founding. He said, Quote, the American Constitution is, so far as I can see, the most wonderful work ever struck off at a given time by the brain and purpose of man, close quote. Why was it so wonderful, you may ask it? Understood the idea of the imperfection of man as well as the imperfection of institutions built by men. It understood we were lower than the angels, but that we were not so low as the animals, but that very understanding requires a knowledgeable distinction between animal behavior and asymptotically angelic behavior or absent that human behavior. And human behavior means we don't treat other humans as animals and or other human beings as God. Hugh Hallman likes to bring up the Abraham Lincoln quote on this point as I would not be a slave, so I would not be a master. So take for a moment how to discern internecine fights, intramural fights. I was speaking with Tevi this morning, and we were discussing the fight over the Speaker of the House. He said, I disagree with all of it, but when Democrats are in charge of the House, they just pass legislation. They swim and eat and make baby sharks. That's all they do, to borrow from Richard Dreyfus. We Republicans, we go through purity rights and cavil and rarely take the win even when we earn it. This is true on things large and small. For example, we won the House of Representatives in the last election, and yet we don't have an operational House of Representatives. We have no leadership. We have no speaker. So to say it again, the only part of the federal government that is not operating, that is not functioning, is the Republican part, and not because of Democrats, 
but rather because of some Republicans and all the Democrats. Internecine fights as between punishing college students who march for Hamas and not. The fight between Megyn Kelly and Candace Owens. In short, Megyn supports a price being paid for supporting terrorism. Candace thinks college students are known for saying and doing stupid things and maturing later in life, as so many of us did, most importantly in our political views. Candace, for example, says she hires a lot of people who in college supported BLM, past tense. Understood. We welcome and love converts and conversion stories. Do we think there is a lot of opportunity to convert theocratic extremists or fundamentalists the way one might convert secular political beliefs and ideas? Certainly here and there, we can name, if we worked hard, five prominent anti-terrorism activists who used to belong to terrorist movements, and I would challenge all of you to find five. The BLM support analog to Hamas support is not the same thing. First, BLM was suffused and supported, stupidly but nonetheless supported, by almost everyone from major corporations to even a lot of Republicans to every athletic association in the country. Wasn't hard to be on the side of BLM, wrong though it was to be. Second, it was about a secular set of incoherent virtue signals. Yes, it was Marxist at bottom and top, but few wanted to see that, and far too many who were told that responded, so what? That's a failure on our part. That's a failure of our education system and our society. In the words of Professor Ezekiel Emanuel in the New York Times today, we have failed to give our children the ethical foundation and moral compass to recognize the basics of humanity. He went on, the Hamas massacre is the easiest of moral cases. The attackers intentionally targeted and killed over a 1,000 civilians. They killed babies and children, people attending a concert, and people from Thailand and Nepal and more than a dozen countries who could hardly be responsible for the decades of Israeli-Palestinian violence, as if that could be any justification anyway. And then these same gunmen took civilian hostages with the explicitly articulated intention to use them as deterrents. And if that failed, they would execute them. Supporting that at age 17 or 18 or 22 in America and on campus is not the same as saying I support black lives, whatever that may mean. It is rather a statement that you support those who we should not and cannot share the earth with, as Hannah Arendt put it. And if conservatism stands for anything, it should stand for conserving life. And if that is too debatable a proposition, conserving basic moral Ethics, basic. I'll come back with a little more on this when we come back. 602 If I can, uh, well, first of all, welcome back. 602 If I can uh, just conclude my thoughts from uh, some of the earlier uh, statements I was making in the previous segment with regard to the debate over college students and conservatism would say that just because one is young doesn't mean they should be excused from all moral responsibility. This is why some teenagers, depending on the crime and the nature of it, can be tried as adults, as there are basic moral expectations of the genus we call human, even at young ages. And just because one is older, any of our ages, does not mean we can continue to abandon the task of education. For as that Professor Emanuel I was quoting in the New York Times earlier today from the University of Pennsylvania, a liberal, 
put it, quote, what we are now offering as a college education simply does not even meet the basic standards of ethics and values. One quick look at the course offerings and faculty expertise at the Barrett Honors College at ASU can tell you that. You don't have to just look to the Ivy Leagues. We have it right here in a joke of the use of the word honors or college. You can call something an honors college just as you can call a horse a fish or a man a beast, but it doesn't mean it's true. And the degree to which we keep blinding ourselves to what is true is the degree to which we will fail in conserving anything worthy of conservation, which is at the root of the notion and phrase conservatism, which is at the end of the day the real work of conservatism, conserving things that are worthy and true. That's part of keeping your head when all about you are losing theirs as well. Beware propaganda. Beware propaganda. You see it now and got a good lesson on it. And if we had a serious school of journalism, today would have been a very, very good day to teach a year's worth of courses on journalistic ethics and propaganda and wartime reportage, especially um, with the strike on a hospital in Gaza that looks like may have killed hundreds of people. The first reporting was taken directly from the Hamas Ministry of Health and believed and written up and publicized from the New York Times to CNN that Israel was responsible for this bombing. Now it's unclear. Of course it's unclear because people are taking terrorist organizations' words for things. We are taking the carriers of terrorism word for things, knowing full well their use in the war of propaganda. Ariel Davidson wrote, the media believed Hamas's lies about the hospital because they want so badly for there to be moral equivalency between the IDF and Hamas. And there isn't. One is a group of savage, disgusting brutes. The other does everything it can not to attack civilian targets, which is why they're going to put their own troops at risk in a ground war rather than treating Gaza as Dresden or Berlin or Tokyo. Shame on the media. Breaking news, Debbie Lesko says she won't be seeking re-election in 2024. It has been a great honor to serve the people of Arizona's 8th Congressional District in Congress. However, I've decided not to run for re-election. I want to spend more time with my husband, my 94-year-old mother, my three children, and my five grandchildren, she said today. Well, that, uh, that opens up an interesting new primary fight for that district. Are you old enough to run for it, young David? Um, don't I have to be in my 30s? No. No? Uh-uh. How old was Madison Hawthorne? He was the youngest, right? I don't know, but you have to be 25, I believe. Mm, well. By the way. I will be 25 by the time. Well, that's all that matters. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's all that matters. By the time. By the way, I wrote some things down I need to talk to you about. Uh-oh. You were considering taking a Hillsdale College course. You also yes. had this issue you were just 
caterwauling about and hectoring everyone in the office about <clears> because <throat> you spilled salsa on your pants. It was not salsa. It was gazpacho. It's the same thing. I think we've established this, yes. Salsa and gazpacho is the same thing. Why did you why, – why were you why, – so what? You're so on radio. What? No one, no First of all, I'm wearing my Don Johnson white pants okay, today. Okay, well, problem wearing white. Duh. You know what my sister said when I asked her, do you wear white – is it okay to wear white before Labor Day or after Labor Day? I, I forget the rule and she says for men it's never okay to wear white. Did she say that to you in Nahuatl? She said it to me in English, but she uh, could have said it in Nahuatl. Good for you for remembering that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Why Why were you so – because who cares? Uh, well, it, normally I wouldn't care. Own the spill. Well, r- red is a is a big color on white. Uh, but uh, no, I, d- I have dinner company tonight, so I, I didn't want to uh, Where? have white at my house. I'm Change cooking. your pants. Change my pants. I mean, my God. You're going to be at home. I assume your clothes are at home. I'll try. I'll try and try to make it. Is fast. it really hard to find another pair of pants in your house? It might be hard to change clothes before uh, the the woman gets there. Really? Yes. What, what are you cooking? Gazpacho. No. <laughs> it's called chicken with pastis. It's a French dish. Uh huh. Um, I'm sure we'll we'll make a video on it or review it if I have the time. Pastis is a French liqueur which is flavored uh, of anise, so it takes a lot like black licorice, licorice to man yeah. the flavors of black licorice Good for with chicken yeah. and onions and tomatoes. I can't believe you don't have time between getting in the house and cooking something with anise or anise and changing your pants. We'll figure it out. Are you are you that tightly wound in your schedule? Hillsdale. You want to take a Hillsdale course? I was considering it. Well, first of all, since when have college courses gotten uh, trailers? Yeah. I got a YouTube trailer yeah. for a college course. Isn't it great? And I thought, wow, this is cool. They got Ronald Reagan on there. They're talking about supply side yeah. economics. Yeah. And, and I'm like, wait a minute. This is Hillsdale. Yeah. There's Victor Davis Hanson. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a class and it's free mm-hmm. um, for for so yeah, do it. I was considering it. Do it. There are several people affiliated with Hill. Well, we're going to have a guest from Hillsdale later in the show. We will have to pick Richard his brain Samuelson. On this. But there are several teachers at Hillsdale I went to school with, and I know quite well. So Matt Spalding, who is uh, the head of their DC office, and I were friends in grad school. Lived across the street from each other. Very cool. He actually used to do his laundry at my house. <laughs> See, maybe I have a weird, obscure circumstance where yeah. I need clean pants and they're at someone else's yeah, house. Yeah, maybe you should take a class from Matt Spaulding on what to do when you spill salsa on your pants. Maybe I'm they sure. could do that. I don't R.J. Pastrito and I were uh, grad students together. We were in the same grad school. There were others. Great group over there. Tom West was our professor at Claremont, now at Hillsdale. All right. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-5089-60. We shall return. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. John Dombrowski brings us our culture and economy update, and he is the president and founder of Grand Canyon Planning Associates, grandcanyonplanning.com. If you want to have enough money to see Taylor Swift in concert when you retire, you probably want to talk to John. Oh, boy. That's How's that one. for a promo? <laughs> you gotta, maybe you can afford it, but you might not be able to get tickets. <laughs> <laughs> you see the costs of these concerts now, John? Oh, my gosh. It's unbelievable. But people are spending, according to the new retail sales uh, report, yeah? 
Yeah, isn't that interesting, right? Retail sales, it says, rose seven-tenths of a percent on the month, and mm-hmm. this is well above what uh, Dow Jones estimated, only three-tenths of a percent. Now, this is year over year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, interesting again. Again, they're saying how uh, the consumer is strong and uh, still spending. It says they cannot stop spending. This was... Uh, David Russell, global head of uh, market strategies at TradeStation, and uh, they they talked about how um, even though we we know that uh, inflation is still still there, um, people are still spending, uh-huh. and basically wages uh, not necessarily keeping up with inflation, right. uh, but people just cannot stop spending. It's very it's very interesting to see. Are you worried about the debt that they're incurring to make? Those well, we did see credit choices. card debt increasing. Yeah. Yes, we yeah. see that those, uh, you know, the discretionary uh, um, savings that people had, many of those uh, dollars that were saved over during COVID uh, are now gone. So people are using, pulling the credit cards out and those balances are starting to tick up. So yeah, that's a challenge. There's no question about it. I, I really encourage people to uh, watch that spending. You know, one of the interesting things that uh, in this report, only a couple of categories uh, showed a decline, and that was electronics and appliances, and uh, some clothing retailers saw decreases of about eight-tenths of a percent. Yeah. So um, people maybe are starting to slow down on some of those discretionary items, you know, electronics and such, So and clothing. Yeah. Uh, but retail sales are still strong, and uh, going into this uh, – Fourth quarter here, it looks like. Um, but not home you know, sales, too, by the way. Home sales are not, right? They're, they're, they're slowing, too. Yeah, well, we did see interest rates creeping yeah, up, and that's, and that's why, right? That, uh, right? You know, that's, that's definitely going to be a, a, a telltale is, is um, uh, residential. However, I would say, again, it's still a strong market for mm-hmm. resale properties. There are a lot of people out there with cash yep. that are buying properties cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even doing some hard lending out there, uh, you know, if it's a short-term uh, type of a transaction for people who are coming in and, um, you know, those fix and flip type people. Um, so there's still uh, opportunity out there for those, uh, but margins are probably getting a little bit tighter mm-hmm. uh, than we've seen for some of those uh, those people who are flipping properties. Yeah, the the buying to flip might be going better than the flipping itself. Yeah. No, it yeah. might very well be the, the case and something to be, yeah. to be uh, careful But of. I've seen, yeah, yeah. seen a couple seen, of – You've seen success in there? Some seen – still Good. some success in that area and a couple of properties and clients that I know that have uh, purchased properties recently have still been able to uh, – the problem is, of course, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, yeah. you know, that's okay. Yeah. But if you're trying to hire contractors to do the work, uh, there's still some challenges out there getting good – Good uh, workers, and uh, so that's a tough, tough gr- way to go if you're not doing. Yeah, a lot you got to put in yourself. your own elbow grease to get yes. it done. Yeah, yes, yeah, and 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 it looks like uh, the supply chain issues have been, for the most part, those, those things have come. That problem has come to an end. Yeah, parts are, I would parts say are coming in. we're 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 pretty well along yeah. along the way on those lines, but there are still some areas of the, uh, you know, some supplies that are still taking longer than expected. But that's just part of, you know, if you're doing any type of work like that, you have to just be aware of that and just prepare for it. And uh, looks like the consensus of economists, according to the Wall Street Journal, looks like recession is less of a concern than it was maybe five, six months ago, too, right? Yeah. I mean, I still think that that soft landing that everybody talked about is still um, what most people are forecasting. And, and even in this case, you've got the Fed meeting October 31st, which is Halloween, of course, and then coming out with their minutes on Monday. I'm sorry, on, um, I think, Wednesday, the 1st of November. 
and we're going to hear what the Fed has to say. The consensus is that uh, the Fed will not raise rates, even with all these strong um, reports, data reports that we've been getting on the economy. Um, they believe the Fed probably will not hike, uh, but will again once you know say that we're going to have rates uh, higher for longer, and we still reserve the right that if we need to, we're going to raise rates again. So. Uh, but we've got that two-year Treasury over 5% right now and the 10-year uh, approaching uh, 4.8. I think it, it actually peaked over 4.8 this week, but it pulled back a little bit. So um, it's there's some opportunity out there for people who want to park some money short-term. They Good. can still make reasonable rates right now. Good survey, John. Thank you, sir. Yep, you bet. Uh, Securities and Advisory Services offered through Creative One Securities LLC, member of FINRA and SIPC, and an investment advisor, Grand King and Plenty Associates LLC, and Creative One Securities LLC, and not affiliated. Thank you, Seth. Talk tomorrow. You don't need a Federal Reserve meeting to remind you it's Halloween at your house, do you? <laughs> no, I know no. you. No, that is for <laughs> <Okay>. sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Now you're getting me the good music. What What changed? What happened? The good music? Yeah. Uh, three days ago, we had a... A, a row about this in my office. We did. We had a row Was about I this part of particular it? song. We yes, did. You were in my office, and uh, we discussed this and something by Brad Paisley. I was I against said, this song. Uh, yeah, you were. Why would I be against this? I don't song? know. At the time, you were against it. I think you're wrong. <laughs> well, maybe that's why we had a row about it. Maybe. Yeah, I I think you're you were. I would not have been. And I made the uh, stern comment that the Brad Paisley song that you wanted me to add to the rotation looked like it belonged in a video game. The video game, uh, the, the the music video looked like a video game. That was not Brad Paisley that we just heard. No, this is uh, Frankie Valli. Of course seasons. it is. Yeah. So why, really what, what does Brad Paisley have to do with it? Because I said, oh, I was adding some music to our rotation yeah. this morning. Yeah. And I added Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons. And you said, bah. Like, come here. Let me look at. Show me. Here, and the keyboard was passed over to Seth, and all of a sudden, Brad Paisley and a video game. That doesn't and sound Cowboy like me. We're playing all over my computer. That doesn't sound like. It me. It sounds a lot like you. I'm not. I, I. It does not. I don't sound anything like that. Well, maybe, maybe, it, uh, maybe not the the tonal quality of it, but the not not words even the argumentative the lexicon. Was not even similar. the argumentative part argumentative seth is a saint i'm not i'm not argumentative about little things like that no i'm not recalcitrant like you or contumacious where do you think i get it from or impute folks he just hides it better you're refractory i'm not (laughs) steve is in tempe hi steve hi seth how are you good how are you i'm fine thank you i'll set uh i'll I'll just say this I, i you were it was it was the association that you were against that that song that yes that, uh, thank you, you. thank y- you yeah. for coming i was the it was the association i didn't want that's right good memory it steve was. this is what a close listener unlike my producer can produce i am the I know, closest why, of listeners that's, <laughs> that's, that's why I'm, that's why i'm here seth just to set the record straight thank you the, uh, yeah thank you it, to cut through the propaganda of the war that exists between my producer and me we need you Oh, I was here to help, Seth. It's kind of like uh, what was the old, um, the old Pink Panther uh, with Peter Sellers and his uh, his 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 assistant that uh, would always surprise attack him to keep him on his feet. Cato was it? Cato? Yeah, yeah. That's what David does yeah. to me. He's like Cato to me to attack me to keep me on my feet. Oh no! No, wasn't wasn't Cato the with the. Uh, um, 
the Green Hornet? Yes, originally I think so, but I think in the Pink Panther series it was also Cato. Oh, I okay. think. I think. Anyway, go ahead, sir. All right. As long as we got, long as we got that straight. Yeah, I think we're close to straight. Yeah. By the way, Frankie Valley, um, one of my favorite songs, Grease. Grease is the word. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that a good song? It was a good song. It was a great movie. Yeah, it was. And um, I thought he did a did a fantastic. Um, no, no, that wasn't the uh, that was that that movie was specifically for that or that song was specifically for that movie or or was that just a uh, no? It was, but you know, it's interesting because it's the one thing we left out in our conversation with Tevi yesterday in the late seventies. This fascination with the fifties. Remember, we were talking about Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley, and what's the movie that David that you like with? Uh, What's the movie that that started it all off? American Graffiti. There was this 1970s fascination with the 1950s, and Greece would have been an example of that as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, you're right, and, yep. and uh, I, I, I not to uh, I have to uh, get back on David's side as it relates to the to American Graffiti. One of, one of the best movies I think I've, I think I've seen that movie 15 times. I mean, it, it, it was fantastic. Okay, I look. If you want me to get you back on my side, I can, but we can leave it there if we must. You want me to get okay. you back on my side in a try in the snap of a fingers? I can do it. Okay. <laughs> not not only <laughs> I, I can do it. It's important that we. It's not just important that I win. It's important that we defeat him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, no. I'm just. I'm just. You know. I'm just trying to set the facts here, Seth, and and I, you know I have to. Okay, here it is. I'll get it. I'll get, I'll get you okay. back on my All side. Right. Not only has he never seen the movie Animal House, he's never heard of the movie Animal House. That, now, now you're back oh, on wow. my side, aren't you? I, yeah, I'm, I'm way back yeah. on your side. <laughs> All right. Yeah, go <laughs> ahead. All right, go <laughs> ahead. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> um, on a more serious yeah. note, though, Seth, you know, is, is there, um, you know, is it, just an observation, um, isn't it interesting that with everything that's going on in the Middle East right now and everything that's happened and everything that they were anticipating is going to move forward with Israel going into Gaza. There's one person who has been completely silent on this that I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but have you heard Barack Obama say one word about what's happened? Since I've the, not. Since the t- I haven't either. Where is he? Good question. I mean, seriously, this guy, yeah. Um, and and especially with Iran being directly involved in all of this, or I shouldn't say directly, but indirectly, and but at the same time directly, because everybody knows how they how they're how they're in in you know how they're behind uh, Hezbollah and Hamas and. Um, and then Barack Obama's project, let's put it that way, as it relates to the, you know, his uh, nuclear deal with them, that uh, that uh, President Trump very quickly put an end to. Um, I I just think it's very very interesting how this guy has been missing, been a missing person since this whole thing has happened. Now there is and, a po- uh, possible. There's, I mean, look, it, it would it would be expected in a certain sense that. After such a horrific attack, you would hear from an ex-president something, you know, of sympathy or calm or something like that. It would be. 
On the other yeah. hand, it's also entirely possible that as a political matter, the White House, the Biden White House has asked, you know, for those that show Joe Biden up to take a take a take a pass on this one. Um, because, you know, the difference between whatever Barack Obama puts down on a piece of paper or on Twitter X or Twix is going to look a hundred times better than what Joe Biden can do on television or 60 Minutes. So they may have asked him to keep it, put a lid on it. I don't know. I just don't know. But you're absolutely right. Either way, it's a curious question. Very. And I think the fact, too, that we have spoken about before, you've spoken about before, is that, I mean, every, everybody uh, calls this uh, Obama's third third term mm-hmm. with everything that's going on and with what Biden's done. And, and, and I think how he has treated Iran very, very carefully in all of this as far as, you know, not telling them to to uh, back off in very, very strong language, which he which should have. Which well, it's really odd. I mean, you know, already. you had a Washington Post story, you had a New York Times story, you had a Wall Street Journal story saying Iran was complicit here. And then you have yeah. the talking heads out of the White House from Kirby to uh, to the National Security Council saying we can't say that Iran had anything to do with this. You have Iranian officials say we were part and parcel of this. And yet the White House, it's it's odd. The only people saying Iran wasn't involved was this White House. Yeah, Seth, and, and they're and Let, let me take right. a quick Kirby, break. Wait, we can pick yeah. up on it in a sec. Hold on. Yeah, the live version is so much better. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, portions of which are brought to you by our good friends at Y-Refi, not just uh, offering a great investment, active in the community, part of the community. Their investment is in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return, and it's not correlated to the Federal Reserve or the stock market. So if you are concerned about volatility of the stock market, bank failures, that sort of thing, as I say, not correlated to the Fed or the stock market. It's a portfolio where you can turn your monthly income on or off, compound it, whatever you like. No penalty if you need your money back at any time. No fees in this secure collateralized portfolio offered by Y-Refi, which is a due diligence approved firm. Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com. Or give them a call at 888-Y-REFI-24, 888-Y-REFI-24. Steve, thanks. Go ahead, sir. Yes, that's what I, what I was saying is, you, you know, just to add to what you were saying is, you know, people like Kirby and company that have been basically walking very carefully as it relates to Iran's, you know, um, admonishing Iran and keeping them basically at arm's length from from all this that's happened. This is exactly what Obama was doing when he was in office. I mean, these people are essentially remnants of his administration that are that are, you know, dug into to Biden's administration. And, and you know, it's it's, uh, you know, my personal opinion about um, Obama in Iran, obviously, he um, with everything that Obama has done and, and what he was trying to do with the nuclear deal and everything else, he's he's he was trying to use Iran as a counterbalance to Israel's influence in the Middle East mm-hmm. and still is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what what's going on here. And the sooner we can we can end that and recognize what what's going on, 
And, you know, obviously Benjamin Netanyahu was having none of that. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what Obama was trying to do there, um, Israel and and Netanyahu, if, if, if he needed to, were going to, um, if they even got close to getting a nuclear weapon, we're going to have to, uh, you know, take action against it. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know where they are in that process right now. You know, you hear a lot of stories about how they're, you know, the, the they're enriching, enriching uranium and they're close to getting it if they don't have one already. I, I just can't imagine that, that Israel would allow something like that to happen that hope close not. to where they're at. And, yeah, and, I, I, you know, it's 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 such a tinderbox. I hope not. I mean, I just – none of us yeah, know exactly, the, you know, the thinking right now. And there's all this speculation about the delays for the ground invasion. The ground invasion is going to be its own level of horrificness, horror, horror horridness. Um there's concerns about a third front from the north. There's concerns about a front from Syria. There's concerns about the front from Iran, as you put it, Steve. There's a lot of concerns going on right now. It's a headache and uh, worse for those there. All right, brother, thank you. But your ultimate point is right. It didn't have to be this way. It didn't have to be this way. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.